Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we discuss the state of romance and marriage and share a number of ways that you can keep the romance alive. And there's an anonymous quote that says, I fell in love with the way that you touched me without using your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's talking about all the different ways to romance. And we're going to be digging deep into that in today's show. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by the Physician of the Month Club. And this club is an awesome way to partner with One Extraordinary Marriage to impact marriages around the world. And we're going to share more about the club a little bit later in the show. But this week's hug this is all about transformation, right? I mean, that's what the hug is ultimately mm-hmm. every week when we share it with you. It's, it's a way to hear from another couple to, to learn what's working for them and the breakthrough that they had. And this hug comes from an email that we received that said, I started listening to your show about a year ago. After almost 10 years of marriage, my husband and I were completely disconnected and basically living as roommates and co-parents. Mm. Sex was passionless and dull. While we got along fine, we spent our evenings on opposite couches and days without any touch or affection. I used to believe we didn't need stuff like that because we knew we loved each other. It took me years to realize this isn't how I want my marriage to be and brought it to his attention. He quickly sprung into action and started to change things. I felt like it was forced and wasn't genuine. I decided to go out of town by myself for a few days and was to the point where I was seriously contemplating leaving him, Mm. although I didn't tell him this. I found your podcast and downloaded a lot of pertinent episodes for the drive out of town. At first, I thought your advice was irrelevant to my situation that you just didn't understand what I was feeling or going through. Although I felt helpless and defeated, I just couldn't break up my family. Your podcast motivated me to try harder and I've changed so many things. Mm. My husband and I got to take our first getaway alone since having kids eight and a half years at the time. Oh my gosh, for our 10 year anniversary and completed a seven days of sex challenge while we were there. Awesome. Here we are one year later and things are fantastic. Over the last year, we've made so many changes and I truly feel so connected to him now. We've committed to making love. Yes, it actually feels like that now, at least twice a week. And I found my desire has gone through the roof now that I have that connection. I listen to your podcast to keep me motivated, encouraged, and intentional about my marriage. I can't thank you both enough for the enthusiasm and positive energy you put Mm. into your podcasts. Like you said in another episode, we are that one marriage that you help save. Mm, I love it. Wow. In a year, you know, and what she did to go out there, you know, just to to look at herself most likely and say, what can I do? Mm -hmm. What can I do? You know, that weekend away, what can I do? And and to see this transformation and the hope and, and the, the different areas that she talked about of her marriage just being transformed is so, so amazing. We love you guys. And we're so thankful that you guys share these with us Uh, as a note, just a heads up. We haven't shared this in a while. All our hugs are anonymous. 
you send mm-hmm. it a seven days of sex challenge, you know, we did it, uh, a hug, anything. If we're using it here on the show, it's anonymous. So don't ever worry about that. We want you to be able to share what's on your heart and what's on your mind. Can I just share one quick thing that I just loved about this message? Yeah. I love that when she first started listening, she thought we were completely irrelevant and that we just didn't understand her situation, mm-hmm. but she didn't give up mm-hmm. because she knew she needed something for her marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a message for somebody out there listening. If this is your first show, keep listening, mm-hmm. right? You might find that golden nugget. I don't think you might. I think you will find that nugget that you're looking for. So like Tony said, at the very beginning, we're discussing the state of romance in marriage and romance. I mean, it's been an issue over the years in our marriage. And I know from the couples that I coach with that this is actually a struggle in in a lot of marriages, especially when your marriage is struggling. Romance can seem like the last thing that you want to try or that you want to bring in. And, and, you know, so often, and I know I've said a few of these probably to Tony as well, if I had to be completely honest with you guys, which I am, um, you know, I just don't feel like he romances me anymore. We had that season for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, she doesn't do anything romantic for me. Some of you guys have said that, right. Or we're just, we're stuck in a rut. And I think the biggest part is what the heck does romance even mean? Mm. Well, you know how much I love definitions. And- <laughs> well, and I think part of it too is that media shows us this ideal of what romance is. Oh, sure. Right? And what it should like should look like. And, you know, what what are we supposed to really do though in, in everyday life? You know, 24-7, 365 days a year. What does that romance actually and honestly look like between a husband and and a wife. Mm-hmm. And I think you bring up a good point, you know, just as we're digging into this media has skewed our perception of romance. You can't flip through your Instagram feed without seeing the perfect date night selfie picture or the perfect vacation picture or the perfect, you know, he brought me a gift picture or she did this for me picture. I mean, it, it can be, it can be on your Instagram feed. It can be on TV. It can be the movies that you watch or the books that you read. There's, there's this idea of what romance means. Mm-hmm. And so we internalize it. And so when our spouse doesn't do what we think romance is, guess what? We get a little irritated. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. There, there's exactly like that at the beginning of that hug where she talked about, you know, we were living as roommates and co-parents. Sex was passionless and dull. Mm. That, that's, that's a component of there not being any romance in that marriage. And, you mm-hmm. know, recently somewhere in the vicinity of 275 of you, give or take, uh, participated in a survey that we did on what romance means to you. And the results were a little bit eye opening. And because of that, you know, we don't do anything here at one that doesn't have a purpose. We wanted to know what you all thought about romance and what romance was looking like in your marriage mm-hmm. so that we could say, okay, you know what, how do we, how do we equip you to have more, right? How do we equip you to be in that place where you're, you're not making those complaints, but rather you're, you're having those celebrations of what romance looks like. And, you know, you know, if you've listened to any length of time, and I said this just a few minutes ago when Tony's like, what does romance mean? I love definitions. And I love them because I think it's important that whether you and your spouse are having a conversation or Tony and I are having a conversation or we're sitting here talking with you guys, that we're all operating from the same definition. Because romance is one of those words that has so many shades of gray when it comes to how you like to be romance and what romance means. And, and so, you know, my favorite is Google, right? Google, tell me what romance means. And romance can either be a noun or a verb. 
And I think sometimes it actually kind of blends into both. But as a noun, it's a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. And I think that's what most of us would think of when we hear that word romance. I want to be romance. Romance me. I want to have those feelings. Yes, I want to have that feeling of excitement. I want that that mystery. And I don't know if the mystery part would be so much the word I would use there, but I, I think there's that... Like, I want this unknown part. Anticipation. Yeah, the anticipation part of it. So, yeah, that's what I think of when uh, I hear the word romance, personally. And so then romance as a verb means to court or to woo. So we think so often of romancing in the dating engagement phase. Right. Like yes. I'm going to, I'm going to wine so and good. dine. Yes. I'm going to romance. I, I'm going to, I'm going to show my love and affection. I'm going to do to get to the I do. Mm-hmm. And then for a lot of couples, it's like we do the dress and we do the, you know, the fancy party and we smash cake in each other's faces and we're like, well, okay, I'm good. And I think as a verb, it's that second piece that we need to add into our marriages more to court. We can still court our spouse. Mm-hmm. And yet I think, like you said, a lot of that is in the sense of getting to the I do. Mm-hmm. It's that second part that we can do in marriage, which is woo. We can woo our spouses. Right. Because you, you, know, you made mention of the fact that, you know, what does romance look like, you know, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year? Well, that really falls into the wooing. And so, so romance, both as action and, you know, as a verb and as a noun. And, you know, as we were looking at the results from the survey that we did, you know, certain things, some of you guys are going to go, well, you know, of course, Elisa, and you're probably rolling your eyes, you know, even as I start to say this, but 55% of men said that they want their wives to romance them by pursuing them physically. So that, and that was the highest category for Mm -hmm. men. Like, how do I want to be romance? Men are like, pursue me physically. And this comes to that point of, we've discussed this before with the rejection piece of it. Mm -hmm. And even Elisa and I had to have that conversation long ago when we first started the intimacy lifestyle about her initiating, pursuing me. I didn't want to be the one that always had to be pursued and told yes or no. I wanted to know that she, she desired me. Physically, sexually. So her pursuing me shifted mm-hmm. that whole sexual intimacy for us. And, and ladies, I'm going to give you a little insight. This doesn't always mean that he wants to have sex. So yes, it often does mean that he wants to have sex, but that's not an always thing. And so if you're thinking, yeah, that sounds like my husband, then you need to ask him, you know, I was listening to Tony and Lisa and they said that you know, most men want to be pursued physically. What does that mean to you? And then ladies, let your husbands talk, right? Many of you have heard me say over the years that Tony likes a hand on his arm when he's driving, right? He's- that, just that touch. There, there, There's that period of time when we're driving and just knowing that Elisa has her, her hand on my arm, my leg, even on my shoulder. It, it, it's that piece of just, I don't know what it, what it is, but it, it just feels like there's there's a grounding, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a comfort, there's a knowing that without words being said, Elisa is pursuing me. She's romancing me in that moment. Now, on the other side of the marriage bed, for women, the number one way that they want their husbands to romance them, husbands, make time for your wife in your schedule. D- period. She, she wants to feel like she's a priority. Mm-hmm. And you know, here's the thing. I know that so many of you husbands derive your identity from being the provider for, for making sure that there's, you know, food on the table and a roof over your wife's head. And yet I'm going to tell you that she would love to know that she matters to you more than your job. 
right? She would love to know, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to come home early because we've got this thing tonight. I'm not going to call you up and say, yeah, I'm running late all the time. She wants to know that she's a priority. She wants to know that, that date nights matter to you. And this comes in a number of different forms and we're not saying you got to do 40 for 40. Yeah. So when I'm saying 40 for 40, you don't need to work 40 hours and then spend 40 hours of time with your spouse. We get it. It's not going to happen. We we don't even do that here and we work together for most part of, the, of our week. So making them a, a priority, I'm going to tell you the number one way we're hearing from the one family that this is catching on and couples are connecting is with the coffee break. Mm -hmm. This is the one way that each and every week they are connecting and they are on each other's schedule. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check that out, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coffee break, but you got to do it. You got to do it. One way that I made this a priority this year was Elisa's doing her 1,000 mile challenge of, of walking 1,000 miles over the course of the year. Beginning of the year, I realized that I wanted to be a part of it in a way and make her make time for her in my schedule. And so what I told her, I was like, at least once a week, we haven't been on it every week, but at least once a week, we're going to get to the beach and we're going to walk mm -hmm. on the beach. And that was just like, I'm going to make you the priority in my schedule. And some days that's on a Saturday morning. Sometimes that's been on a weekday afternoon. But she is a priority in my schedule. That's awesome. You know, and as we talk about what does that look like right now, later into your marriage, right? Because, you know, romance, one of the other interesting statistics is that 76% of you. So if you're out with, you know, two, three other couples, Three of the couples are going to say... Well, four well, couples. Yeah, so there'd be a total. If you were out yeah. with three other couples, there, there's four of you. Three of you are going to say that your marriage has less romance now than when you were dating. Right, which is like, it blows my... We've been there and yet at the same time, seeing that number actually blows my mind because you have the benefit of all of the years of experience and time that the two of you have had together. Right, we should actually be getting to a place as married couples where we flip that statistic on its head and say there's more romance now because I know what he likes, I know what she likes, and and we're together and we've been together and we've got this longevity, and yet we're not romance, we're not in that wooing stage, mm -hmm. right? We did it all back then, and, and now we're like, yeah, no, not so much, not so much, and, and and so we dug a little bit deeper into this to say, you know, what are the three biggest issues or biggest areas that are impacting your ability to romance your spouse. And it probably comes as no surprise that it's work, kids, and lack of ideas. Right? And here's the thing, you know, we're all going to have work. Many of you have kids, but kids, kids actually need to see you romance each other. Right? Like I, I'm going to just call out everyone that's got kids and say, your kids need to see this because you're leaving a legacy. I actually had a coaching client last night talk about the legacy that he's leaving for his kids in his marriage. Your kids need to see you make each other a priority. And we're going to give you some ideas here. Absolutely. But I want to share, I just want to share the impact that choosing to romance, statistically, the impact that choosing to romance your spouse has on the other. So husbands, when you romance your wife, in the way that she wants to be romanced. And yes, you have to ask her. We're going to give you some ideas, but you have to ask what resonates with her. And then you have to listen and then do it. I think this is the biggest thing that we all face in marriage. We have this ideal of what we would want or how we want to be romanced. Then we ask our spouse. They give us their feedback. It doesn't match our ideal. So then we just do what we think we should be doing. And hey. It doesn't been, work. Been there done that totally, totally 
know where, where you're at. You, you have to listen to your spouse mm-hmm. and then do it. And spouse, when they do do it, you need to acknowledge that they did it. Right. Right. Because, you know, men, when you can romance her the way that she wants to be romanced, statistically, we're seeing that 96%, like that's almost a hundred percent guys. So when you romance her the way she wants to be romanced, 96% of women have an increased desire for sexual intimacy. Just, just pause on that for a second. When she feels romanced in the way that speaks to her, she has an increased desire for sexual intimacy. And 55% of you guys said, I'd like to be pursued physically. Those two things go together. Just, just please, they go together. And for, for, you know, wives, when you romance your husband in the way that he desires, that leads to 94% of men having increased confidence. And and that number is significant in itself because that increased confidence is going to show up at home and how the two of you relate to one another, the communication that you have, the, the, the time that you spend together, it's going to show up in how he parents your children, right? And his involvement in there when he feels confident and it's going to show up in the workplace. It's why we talk about getting marriages rock solid because when a marriage is rock solid, it impacts literally every sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And I want to just say this though. Let, let's let's be truthful and honest here and, and knowing that our marriages ebb and flow. Yes. So <laughs> you, you may be desiring him and he may not be as confident as you want him to be at this moment. There may be a, an ebbing going on right now. You know what I mean? So do understand within the, the whole, you got to look at everything that's happening, not just this one thing. And that's where media so skews us to thinking that's what life is 100% of the time. And those of you who've been part of the one family for a long time, you know, Elise and I have ebbed and flow in this area. You know, we know you guys have a, you know, she does, she knows from her coaching clients. I know from the emails we receive. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's make sure we extend grace and, and see what's going on. And maybe sometimes the conversations need to come up again. Like I've been romancing you this way and yet it's been five years. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a, a shift that's happening, right? So let's let's dive into these questions again. We've shared that with like the 19 uh, questions to amazing sex. You don't answer it once and then just throw it away and never think about it again. Hey, come back to that thing once a year, twice, once every two years, whatever it is. So that way you're getting that information because we're changing, we're growing, we're shifting, things happen, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And yeah, we want to share specific strategies on how to both romance woo, right? Romance, the verb, and and to create those feelings of romance Mm -hmm. in your marriage. But like we do every week, we thank this week's sponsor. And and this week it's the position of the month club. And you know, over the last eight years, one extraordinary marriage has helped hundreds of thousands of couples tackle every sort of marital issue from lack of trust, low sexual desire, lack of communication, financial struggles. I mean, you name it, you've heard it here on the show. Yep. Right. And, And along the way, Tony and I, through your input with all these different topic ideas and whatnot, we've built up so many resources for folks to implement and make a difference in their marriages, literally starting today, Mm -hmm. right? It's why you listen to the show. It's why you pick up things like the coffee break that Tony mentioned to, to be resourced today. And we want to be able to share these resources with you in the position of the month club. And you know, for as little as $2 a month, you can join the club and start receiving some of our best resources in your inbox each month to both 
invigorate. Mm-hmm. I was trying to say invigorate and energize all at the same time. So it's invigorize. Um, <laughs> like invigorize it. your marriage in and out of the bedroom. Because here's the thing. We don't just talk about sex. We talk about it all because a healthy marriage is alive in every one of the intimacies. Hey, and even if you join in as a uh, $2 a month partner, every month we're going to make sure that you have the coffee break in your email mm-hmm. so you can do that. That's going to make a difference in your marriage right there. And you know, if you're ready to get more intentional about growing stronger together, we, we're actually inviting you to join the position of the month club. And it's, it's so easy because there's a partner level for everyone. So go to position check out the three partner levels, pick the one that best suits you and your marriage. And you know what? We're so excited to see you inside the club. So let's talk about those, those ways that you cultivate right? Because you've got to think about it in terms of both the action and the feeling, right? Don't, don't get hung up on, well, I'm just doing all of these things because I have to, and I'm not worried about the feeling. You need to be thinking with like both parts of your brain, right? Action and feeling. And, And I said this a little earlier in the show, but it bears repeating right here. You need to ask your spouse, how do you like to be romanced? Because what worked when you were dating what worked when you were in that courting, I'm romancing you stage because we're getting to the I do's may not be the same thing. I can't tell you guys how many couples I've talked to when I ask one spouse or the other in a coaching call, I'm like, how do you like to be romanced? And, you know, let's say I'm talking to a wife and she'll give me an answer. And then on a separate call, I'll ask her husband, how do you romance your wife? And it's not the same answer because they've never had a conversation about it. And it's okay to tell your husband Ladies, it's okay to tell your husbands, I like to be romanced. Uh, one of the ways I like to be romanced is to receive flowers. This is actually one of my coaching clients. I'm going to share them right here. Um, she loves receiving flowers, right? She loves it when the pink florist truck pulls up in their driveway and she peeks out and there, and there's some bouquet of flowers. I, I routinely get pictures of whatever her husband has had delivered that day. But here's the thing when she first started telling him that she felt like, well, now he's just doing it because I said so. And I looked at her and said, yes. And you're getting exactly what you asked for. It's not a bad thing, folks. It's not a bad thing to tell your spouse so that they can actually have success in the romance area. Bring success to your marriage, please. And tell your spouse what works for you. Don't get into this place of, well, you're just going to have to guess. Guess how I want to be romanced. Um, if If you ask your spouse to guess... I'm telling you right now, you will not be romanced. We have to have that open and honest dialogue with one another to get to success. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting thing because we want our we want our spouse to know these things and yet we we hide it from them and then we get upset when they don't perform. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say perform because that's what we want them to do. There's something we want them to do for us. And so we really need to be able to speak what we want in love and kindness, honestly. I mean, we're, we're not doing this in a, uh, a visceral way or a, a way to, right? Is it a visceral? Vicious. A vicious way. <laughs> Thank you. I saw that look on your face. Oh Thank you. And, and then be angry with them because they need to know that feedback. Like Elisa said earlier, just that hand on my arm or my shoulder while we're driving helps it helps me to go, okay, she, she pursues me. She desires me. The other thing is don't get, don't get harsh on your husband or your wife. 
Because now you told them and now they're just doing it out of obligation. No, they're doing it out of love. Mm. They're doing it because they want to woo you. So so you need to back up a little bit and check yourself and your attitude because that's not fair to your spouse. Mm. Not at all. One of the things I I would tack on to that is that if they ask you for something and you're like, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to do that. You've just, you've just put up a wall in your marriage, right? If your spouse asks you, you need to figure out a way that you can, right? If ladies, if your husband would love to see you in lingerie and you're like, eh, I don't feel comfortable in lingerie. Uh, I'm going to ask you to step out. I can't tell you how many people, how many of my coaching clients, my wife's, I've, my wives, I've been like, no, no, no. He's, he's looking for wrapping paper on his present. Like literally, mm-hmm. so go find wrapping paper that you're comfortable with. And there's so many different styles nowadays. It's my goodness. It's not like back in the day when Elisa and I were were first married. I mean, there was so no, what, no, in the but dark ages. No, like, no, no. <laughs> but but look, but think about it. Twenty something odd years ago, Elisa, like trying to find lingerie, yes. different styles. That wasn't like just Fredericks of Hollywood, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I, I'm glad you brought that one up because that was basically it. Was Fed, Fredericks of Hollywood, and then Victoria's Secrets came along, I think, or was around similar but not timing. To the, yeah. But now go to Amazon. There's so many different styles that can suit you from one to two pieces to to jammy style silks to whatever. Guys, the same thing for you. I think there's so many different options now. We just don't go there and look because we think there's only one option. So some of those ways that we that we romance, right? The action aspect of it. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually be so bold as to say you need to romance your spouses if your marriage depended on it. Mm. Because in a lot of coaching sessions that I have with folks, the lack of romance, the lack of that, that physical and emotional connection is actually putting the marriage in jeopardy, right? So find opportunities to schedule a date night and take care of all the details. And guys, I'm actually speaking to you if you have kids, right? Like she doesn't want to have to think about the baby planning, the babysitter, and she doesn't want to plan the entire date. She actually wants to be wooed take care of all of it like you did before you got married right bring home those favorite snacks or drinks or ice cream. like just do it just because not because she said you know pick this up for me but just do it right get into this this place of saying i'm gonna do something for you because i love you right because i, I want to see your face light up with the anticipation and, and you can get creative in all these different actions once you get that question answered and then the second part of that is being able to share those feelings Right. How do you how do you share your feelings of romantic love towards your spouse as if they were the most important feelings? Number one way, be vulnerable with your spouse. You want to talk about creating a level of romance. Vulnerability is very sexy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's incredibly bonding. It, it's that it's that ability to say, you know what? I thought about you this morning when I was driving to work and, and I'm so glad you're my spouse, wife or husband. You know, fill it in. It, it's Getting to that place where you choose to do things without the electronics. You want to create a feeling of connection? Put your phones down and have a conversation without a device in between the two of you. We were at a, an event just this past weekend and just had to even talk about other couples. And we were just sharing um, with them and, us, and them with us, like, we need to put these devices down. Mm-hmm. We need to just get away and 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 say no more for the date night or for that time we're going to be cuddling on the couch or for that time we're just going to go do our coffee break or sit down and have you know a meal mm-hmm. together a share a meal and it may be at home and may just be sitting outside by the fire pit but putting them aside can, can i tell you guys something you know this ability to share how you feel about your spouse 
well into your married years, right? The feelings that they still, I mean, there are times when Tony calls me and, and you know, I answer the phone. I'm like, what's up, handsome? I mean, that, that's how I answer the phone when Tony calls to the point now where my kids like jokingly refer to him, you know, when he calls on the phone, but to do that, it fosters these feelings. And I don't want any of you, you know, just like in that hug that I read, right? They, they'd come to this place where they just kind of, you know, assumed because they, they knew they loved each other, that they didn't have to do all this stuff. Your spouse needs to hear those feelings every day. It never gets old hearing it. That the ability to romance is not something that you just, you stick on the shelf after you put the rings on each other's feelings or on each other's fingers. It's the, uh, a skill set that you take into your marriage, whether you're married, you know, up into your 50, 60, 70 years of marriage, you oh, keep it, working it. And it starts even when you're younger, you know, when you're newlyweds, this is the perfect time to continue to work on it. Marriage is, marriage is like a craft. I think uh, it like, mm-hmm. um, gosh, I, I just, artisan yeah, I just think of that craft. Like you're, you're constantly growing with one another. So there's a skill level that you learn over time. It doesn't, you don't learn it on the first day, but every day that you're doing it, you grow. It's just like our careers, guys and women. We, we grow up, we grow, we learn. And it is an exciting place to be when we can woo our spouse, when we can continue to woo them day after day, time after time as we get older and, and, and grow in our marriage. It's something that I'm telling you this week, ask the questions, ask the questions, talk to each other. What is it that you're going to do to show that you love your spouse and let them know that? So woo them this week. And the way you can do that is through asking some amazing questions of one another of what romance, this is a question, What does romance look like for you? That's it. Ask that one question and then go out there and do it this week or in an upcoming week. We love you guys. We're excited for you guys as you begin to romance your spouse more and more as you grow in your marriage. We love you guys. We can't wait to hear from you uh, in a future hug. Love you guys.